What's up, everyone? Today on the podcast, I'm going deep with my good friend, Brad Lever. Brad is a jazz singer who has been performing for over 23 years with his band Swing Central. He first found his voice starting out in radio, built up his confidence, and then turned to performing. On the podcast, we spoke about his journey, what it takes to be a professional stage performer, where that energy comes from, and how it's channeled into a performance, along with personal stories and plenty more. Brad even gave us an awesome outro to boot, but you're going to have to listen to the podcast to hear that. Please welcome the suave and talented Brad Lever. You're now about to go deep with Dan Good. Brad, how you going, brother? Good, Daniel. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. That's just, good. Just been running around a little bit there, setting everything up. Uh, yeah, I've been sitting here like for the last. You told me to get here at some time. You make me wait for yeah, forty minutes. I know. Won't let me help. Very you. unprofessional, isn't Crazy. it? Crazy. But I provided beer, so that's a good refreshment, isn't it? And cheers to you. Cheers, mate. brother. Thanks. The taste of green bacon, pale ale. A pale ale. Tropical I was going to say, ale. yeah, okay. It's delicious, lovely. Good. Are you supposed to advertise? You can. Um, I have been a little bit, you know, we do a couple of them where, where I have the beers, I sort of call it a bro-off podcast. So, um, and yeah, we tried Range Brewing, which is just down the road last time my mate Damo was here and got stuck into those a little bit, nice. taste testing, we should say. But um, yeah, that, they recognized me last time I went in there for it. So someone must have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So that works, but maybe not Great Beacon. That is up the road as well. So, but uh, we haven't, re- I haven't been there for a while. I just uh, drink their beers. So is there a sponsorship it. happening? You, you, you're being sponsored by I'm working. Guys towards it yeah, that's, that's the, the idea that's you know so if we get a beer sponsor then i think you're doing something right maybe you could do a podcast with one of those guys well i figured that would be good i'm, I'm working my way to it now that it's all opened up again so yeah <laughs> cool. but how you been anyway brother i've been very well that's very good well hear. in the closed down yeah <sighs> with the craziness right yeah with the craziness so you're performing for the first time last night since it all closed up last night at cloudland yeah. cloudland yeah. yeah so you're yeah. a jazz singer by trade uh, trade, trade, yeah. yeah. What is it? A trade? It's an it, art form. It's, yeah, a craft, a craft. A yes, craft. a craft that you're getting paid for, which is a yeah, bonus. Yeah, it's weird um, being referred to as a professional singer because it's yeah. it's just fun. But I suppose that's yeah, it's it's what I do and have done for 23 years. 23 years with the same band. Yeah, wow. that's just one band. That's yeah. pretty awesome. So, have you had multiple bands at, at certain points? Uh not multiple. I have yeah. played in a few yeah. others. As sort of stand-in. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one was a work-related band at Movie World. So oh, right, sort okay. Of, yeah, singing for, the, for your fellow workers, for your peers. Yeah, so the one you're doing at the moment, you've been with for 23 years. Mm-hmm. You're the lead singer. Mm-hmm. Yep. How's that all been going? It has its moments. There's not a, there's not a, you know... There's not obviously there's no overwhelming success. You mm. haven't seen my records on the charts or anything because I only have one. <laughs> not yet. What's that called? What? Uh, Brad Lever with Swing Central. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Swing Central is that your band name? Or? That is the band name. Yeah, it's okay. also like the company name. Yeah. And is that the place you play at, or not, uh, there's not a place called Swing Central? No, no that's the band name. Okay, it'd be a yeah. good name, wouldn't it? For a it would be. It, well, I figured it was. That's but why I wasn't it has sure. The connotations. Yeah, we've had calls <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the night saying, Are you, is, "Is this a Swing Central?" Yeah. You're like, you know, no. So the groupies come to your concerts then when they think that when they uh, hear Swing. We've got a few. <laughs> <laughs> Terribly uh, shocked and surprised when they arrive to find that that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so there's no single fellas amongst your band or? I'm one. You're one? Yeah. The lead singer the single. Lead that's singer saying something, right? Most rock of them know. They're all married with yeah. kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Rockstar. Ah, so you Hardly. get the groupies then, eh? 
Uh, yeah, no. No. <laughs> no, the, no, the, uh, the demographic that I appeal to is probably a little bit um, older, though I did have a look and saw some stats on Facebook of all things okay. that I appeal to 35 and 45-year-old women the most. That works. It's pretty cool. It is. I thought. That's awesome. They're good stats. Yeah. That suits me. <laughs> I like how they got those algorithms going now where you can see your target audience. Yeah. It, it right. works, yeah. That's right. So uh, what were you guys, what do you guys mainly play then? It is uh, jazz standards, yeah. American jazz standards. It's Frank Sinatra arrangements okay. of pretty much like his tunes. So. Yeah. Yeah, apparently I sound a little bit like him when I sing, look a little bit like Jeffrey Rush. I've got no it chance. It works, doesn't it? No, no chance, yeah. All right. Well, I watched a video before we started this, actually. Brazil, the one online. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a few online, actually, if you want to check them out, guys, on YouTube. Yep. Brad Leela with uh, Swing Central. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I thought it was amazing. You got a lot of charisma on stage. You had all the dancing girls going around, like flirting with your stage presence. You know, you've got all that going for you, mate. Yeah, I asked there. Yeah, I'm not a good mover, particularly. Yeah, so you so, let them do the moves yeah, around you and then they just come good up to you. If yeah, you can, it, yeah, it was working, I tell you. <laughs> it looked good. Yeah. You had a lot of swag on stage, mate. Like, I liked it. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like it. And I really like doing what I do. Um, in some instances, I am trying to recreate that time, yeah, which was a much easier time in some senses. Okay, put your gloves on and your and your hat, and you went out and you listened to a band. Bands were the entertainment. Yeah. It wasn't a television. Okay, so that it's music from that era. Yeah, so it still holds today. Um, some you know some of these tunes that I'm seeing. Uh, I sing one tune. The oldest tune I sing is I think like. 1913. Okay. Well, they're, they're it's a little just, before my time. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. <laughs> they, they stand the test of time, the, yeah. the, the, the jazz standards. So. But, um, yeah, it's I swagger is showing off, I suppose. I, I enjoy what I'm doing. Well, yeah, you had a huge grin on your face, you know, and you're, you're working the crowd and working with the dancers around you. So it, that was what was coming off when I saw it and a lot of, you know, charismatic on stage and everything like that. So... Is that a huge part of it, being a jazz singer, when you're you're obviously sort of playing to the crowd a little bit as well because you're performing, obviously, but is it um, is that sort of something you do with your band members or like dancers and things that are that are there? Do you, Does that really heighten the performance for you when you're performing? Oh, yeah. Like the more people on stage, the better, right? Yeah. As far as I'm allowed to have, you know, a string section if I could, if I'd, I'd have everything, be yeah. greedy. It's, it's once you've stepped on stage any stage in front of a camera or on stage, yeah. you're a performer. Whether, whether even if you're, you know, if you're in front of people and you've got to take on a speaker stand or something, yeah, you know, be semi-presented and and do the job quickly and get off. And but once you're a performer, whether you're an instrumentalist, whether you whatever you do, I think that's that's a part of wanting to show your goods. Hopefully, someone out there will enjoy what you're doing yeah. and give you some feedback live for you to feed off and then the, it just gets, you know. The performance heightens from yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. then they're more involved and you're more involved. And so crowds are, are, are essential to, to making a good show. Or not. Yeah. You could do the same show every night to two different crowds and one night is a blast. The next night you think you're doing better and it's, and you're going, oh, it's, you know, are we failing here? Yeah. You're still, it's still a good show. You're still getting a good result. It's the feeling that you 
were trying to generate for yeah. yourself. So do you yeah. think that's an energy thing? You know, you're feeding off, like obviously you're feeding off the crowd and if they've got a good energy, they're into the performance. It's obviously perking something up inside of you as well when you channel that and you keep flowing with it. Absolutely. I think um, <clears throat> it is. It's an energy exchange. It's a fair and even energy exchange is what we're after, yeah. I think, just yeah. as people. Yeah. We meet someone, we get that fair exchange. We're happy to stay in that environment. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Same thing. We, we go there and we create something. Hopefully we're going to create a, a good vibe, for want of a better word, in the crowd, and that feeds back to us. And then as the night goes on, that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. yeah. Saw that last night with, um, with Cloudland. It was very yeah. quiet at the beginning. Everyone was quite subdued by okay. the end of it. Everyone they was, were into it. Yeah, yeah. Standing at the end. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it. so yeah. they were into it, obviously, yeah. yeah. Well, they're very, very starved for entertainment. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. I mean, how, how much of a draw like of people you actually got to a gig like that compared to what you were getting before? Was it very similar or capped numbers or anything like that? They've capped the numbers yeah. to, I think, 100 people mm-hmm. with no dancing. Um. Don't know what other restrictions there were there. But um, that was the first one in for us in four months. And it went really well. What was your question? I don't know. <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah, like the numbers that were there. The numbers, like, did, yeah. Yeah, was there any, like, did you feel difference in performing since you hadn't been on for a while? I mean, obviously you buy oh, a little yeah, bit yeah, of rust yeah. off and things like that. Um, but, yeah, like with the energy of the crowd, if you know what I mean, you know, they were probably happy to be out because they've been starved of well, entertainment, like you say, so they're probably quite into it. But with, like, less numbers there, did you, did it did it hinder a performance or anything like that? Or? It's, it was only a few smaller than the, the larger room we'd normally okay. perform in. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it had sold out weeks before, a yeah. couple of weeks before. Not what that works, yeah. So I'll do a plug. There's another one on the 14th okay. next month in August. 14th of August yeah. at Cloudlands? At Cloudland, Okay, yeah. there you, you go, guys. Book your tickets and Get everything through there. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's the 14th of August. Okay. So you better be quick, though, because it sells out. Yeah, I've actually I wanted to come. I wouldn't want to come down, yeah, have a couple of whiskeys. I mean, if you can't dance, then that's a, that's a little bit of a letdown for me. I want to, once I get my really? drive down, yeah. yeah, I want to get up there, mate. This white yeah. boy can dance a little bit. Is it a After, twist? Oh, mate, I'll just try and do whatever I can do. I'm good with the spin, you know, but that's about all I've got. It's the sort of dancing where you can actually have a partner and hold. Yeah, on. yeah. Well, so, but you're not allowed that at the moment, well, though, exactly right? exactly right. So, yeah. yeah. So, how does it, yeah, well, how would that work for everyone? They were just standing there and up and enjoying it. Yeah, it was, it was a dinner show. So, yeah. come in, oh, have, okay, have a right dinner. Right. Yeah, uh, we put on a, a few spots. There is uh, a burlesque show that goes in the in the middle of that. I've seen. I've been there for a burlesque show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is really good. Yeah, compliments there. The crowd seem to really love that. Yeah, well, those well. are very entertaining. Yeah, I, I think I was there for a charity event, I believe, at one point, um, and they had the burlesque show. But yeah, I was the first one I've ever went to. But like talk about charismatic performers, like they have to be all, you know, like they are oh, so confident to be dressed yeah, like that. I know, in performing. I, I, I like performing and I could see it in an acting thing if I had to, you know, get naked or you had to bare your soul yep. for a performance. Yeah, or done you, that a few times. Yeah, you just like getting naked. <laughs> I do, you got me there. <laughs> um, I, I would find that really... Um, hard to do to dress up in a costume and to know that I'm going to go out there and take it off yeah in front of people well, yeah no, I suppose you that, rehearse that practice it's I, it's that it's that next step of courage 
I think it's very revealing, but I, I would say it's empowering though for them as well as like a woman performing and doing the burlesque. Like I, I think like those kind of performing, they, they feel empowered. That's why they do it, but I'm not sure. I couldn't tell you really, but that's what I'm I understand sure. from, from if talking. They're to getting them. the same enjoyment as entertainers do. Mm. And maybe they just really enjoy getting their gear off in front of a lot of people. Well, I think it's, music. it's a sexy, empowering thing though, right? Because you've got control. When you're a burlesque performer, you're kind of trying to control the audience. And I guess performing is like that in yeah. general, but in a different kind of seductive way, right? And it really draws people in. It's the wow factor and what's going on. Like they're trying to understand it and they're enjoying it at the same time, but don't know what's going to come next. So mm-hmm. it must be cool to have that power in your hand, even as a performer like you, what you're doing, like that, that must feel amazing when you're swaying a crowd with what you're, what you're doing up there. And that's a better word to use, sway, to guide, to get them into, into your headspace. Yeah. Um, I don't actually have a show that is scripted. I don't play the same tunes every time I go out. Yeah. Play pretty much the same tunes, not necessarily in that same order. It's not a boring show. I react, I want the crowd's reaction. I will engage them early. Yeah. Um, so we can develop a because we've only got a Rapport, short time yeah. together here. Yeah, uh, it is what I really like to do, and I don't want to walk away from a, a night's work or a day's work feeling. Hey, mm. I could have put more into it. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's it's just uh, I was going to say soul destroying, but that's that's really extreme. Sometimes it's a really tough time. Yeah, we do a lot of corporate work too. Okay, which is which is big a, a big s- money, but stiffer crowd. Stiffer crowd yeah. don't don't necessarily. I want to say they don't care about the entertainment. They do. It's a background entertainment. And it's though. at the end of most of the gigs, everyone's saying fantastic, great show, but they're there for a different purpose. They're yeah. there to network or to to have their general, you know, the annual general meeting or yeah. And, and you're an aside to their. It's white it's, noise it's in more, the background more, to what's going on, but it's a great night. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, so those ones you learn early that. You, you try and engage, you won't get any reaction. You won't so get much back. You yeah. just best not to. Yeah, and then just go and go about doing your show. And that would come like easier as a more seasoned performer, right? Mm. When you've done a few of those gigs, you kind of know the level of tempo that you stick at, rather than trying to force too much to get the engagement because you know what you're sort of dealing with. Yeah, there. yeah. And you might think because there's a larger crowd, you've got to put in a larger performance. When yeah. Sometimes it's you, you bring that down to yeah. actually get everybody to come to yeah to okay you, to your then, level to then, and then you bring it up then from you bring there it up at the yeah end. yeah okay yeah so I suppose some of it's just uh, inherent you learn on the job others it's just because you're having so much fun and you and you're playing that you you've forgotten what you're doing yeah. That's when you're in the moment though, right? Yeah. That, that's yeah, the key. Like yeah. that's the part of performing when it's you're not performing, you're just being. Being, yeah. Yeah. For, for each song that I sing, I've disappeared for three minutes for the, for that in tune. I've, I've got to be somewhere else. This this thing's got a time it starts, it's got a time it finishes and all this stuff's got to fit in between it. Yeah. And, you know. And merge together. And I can just disappear in that. Yeah. And hear everything going on. But at the same time, I could also be thinking I need to pick up milk on the way home. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a weird concept that you yeah. can be lost in this you know, this Sinatra world singing these tunes and think, oh, that's right, I've got no milk if I need to go home for coffee. <laughs> it's so it's so effortless because you're in the zone. Or? 
Well, I don't know how that is or what yeah. that works. You, yeah. you, you're away from what you're doing because you're totally absorbed in what the next word is. This this note is going to lead me to this. For me, it's going to lead me to this lyric. It's yeah. going to, um, <clears throat> this is your section where I need to amp up a bit. I need to prepare myself or there's all that going on. But that's it seems subconscious. I don't know. It's like, like breathing. Yeah. You don't think of these things. That just happens for you automatically. Yeah. And that's when you've got it naturally done. So maybe it's just the conscious coming going, going, hey, don't go too far away. You've got to get milk on the way home. You know, I don't know. (laughs) That's weird, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. No, I can can relate to that actually a little bit with acting, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but... God, that, I can't imagine how that would be performing up on a stage, though. That's Because it's a different story, right? When you're acting for film, it's different from performing on stage in theatre or obviously as, as singing in, yeah. in a band and everything. But They all have the, they all have a common link in, yeah. uh, for, well, for me anyway, there's someone else's words yeah. in acting and, yeah. in, and in singing. I'm not writing tunes. I'm not, um, not creating anything new in that sense. Yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah, that must be different from, I mean, have you done a bit of a writing and like performing your own music or not? No. Because, see, no. that's something different. Like when you're embodying something that you've written yourself and you're finding it out for yourself, like there was emotion when you wrote it and the emotion that went into it and then there's emotion when you perform it trying to tap back into that. That's got to be different. I mean, obviously, yeah. when you're performing other people's songs, you're tapping into it and relating with your own emotion to what the song is when you understand what you're doing. Exactly. Um, but that's got to be a different feeling, like a slightly different feeling when you write it yourself. Like, a, I don't know, have you never been? I've never been that way inclined yeah, to okay. write my own tunes. Um, yeah. I, I think about it a bit. The songs that I sing are unrequited love songs, you know, the, the, yeah. the girl who got away, yeah. the, you know. That, that was I fell in love and she's gone. It's all it's all that sort of tunes, but yeah. they're great tunes. I yeah. just love them. Um, but I could fl- throw that back to you because you wrote a movie. Yes, that I had a little piece in. You did. Sure, I could have got a bigger role, but anyway. <laughs> but I didn't even have to audition. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, you did do an audition tape for it. Oh, I did too. You did. Yeah, you did it in your backyard. That's right. It but was... you were, I mean, I was already looking at you, obviously, like, because you had the perfect look and everything, and I knew you could um, you could play this role of a homeless man. <laughs> it was an inspirational ho- homeless man. I think the brief was basically a Morgan Freeman home- homeless man. It was that kind right. of scene. Like, it was probably one of my favourite scenes in the film to okay. do and to write a- along with everything and just where we shot it and everything. Like, it yeah. was... It was, it was really nice. fun. It was pretty cold. Though. It was yeah. freezing. I know. Yeah, I do remember that. But um, you know, you you grit through these things when you when you're trying to make a film, especially an indie film. So get back to the question. Yeah. You've you've yeah. started with an idea. Mm-hmm. You've transferred that idea into note form. Whatever the process is, how to go through. But this is this is like a project of yours. It's your baby. Yeah, hundred percent. A baby yeah. is the is the right note for it. Yeah, when you're creating something because you're creating it from an organic form and you're creating it as you as you go in your mind and it, and it's transcribing to paper and then it develops more once you read it back on paper or you read it with your your friend and in this case uh, co-written with AJ. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a collaborative project that we did that we wrote together. Um, 
and those scenes, yeah, it's funny how that developed because we both had ideas of what we wanted to do for the film and it was about jiving our experience because it was kind of like art imitating life or life imitating art. You know, yeah. there were sources of that, like for me coming over here from New Zealand, you know, and been in the game for a few years. So it was sort of getting those pieces out of things that I'd learned and kind of been through. And for him, a similar thing, like came from Brazil to America to Australia, you know, and he's been performing a lot longer. He's a little older than I was, but um, he'd also done a lot more on that side of things, uh, like the writing side. But um, yeah, and it was about our own perspectives of the industry, I guess, and living through moments that we put into the script because it was one of the, yeah, it was one of those things. And then you create it again while, you, while you're acting it out. And yeah, so it's an interesting um, process. And, and that scene we both we both really wanted that in the film. Like, you know, we just wanted one of those inspirational moments of, um, for the character that went through obviously a very hard yeah, time early time, on yeah. in the film, tough time in the industry, you know, and then you have some things that, that knock your confidence around or what have you, things don't quite go your way. You're putting years of work and work and work and you haven't quite got what you wanted to, what have yeah. you, but it was, yeah, one of those down on luck moments and he, he got broken, you know, the chick that he was seeing played by uh, Talia was, uh, she's a wonderful actress in the film. So yeah, she, you know, broke up and then you go to that scene where you're just wondering, what am I doing all this for? You know, you're at that realization point and then you meet this random homeless man in the in the park there so we we shot that under the story bridge we did yeah we did yeah yeah uh, at a freezing winter night it was um i remember that immensely that was a cold bench that we uh, that i had to sit mm. on a few times mm. get up and do that again yeah uh, yeah 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 we did have to do that and it was yeah it was that's the thing when you when you're playing on the indie game you know like it was like a situation where there was people around but we got the bench we wanted because we had scoped it out beforehand and had to look at you know like the the flicker of the lights in the background like the bouquets they call it like in the background yeah, looked amazing in that scene did. like that's why i really loved it and it was, it was an eerie sort of night it was just kind of perfect for it it um, was it did feel it felt right too it felt yeah. like a good good vibe you couldn't have um couldn't have planned it but see, that's a collaboration. Yeah. You know, you've gone into writing with AJ yeah. and now I've got people, I've got a cast, I've got to have people to play yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's where, that's part where I come in. Like I produced the majority, well, you know, he helped a lot. Um, it was probably like, I would say a good 60, 40 in the writing aspect on his side, you know, and I probably produced the majority of it because he was doing the other things were, were certain things, you know, like there was a co collaboration effort, yeah. obviously, and we brought other people on, but um, the producing side of things, because I'd been in the industry for probably about oh, maybe five, six years at that point. So I'd built up a pretty decent network of people and Friends, um, yeah. yeah, it was good to, like I kind of knew for roles, like people would call me up and like last minute, if they had people pulled it, pulled out of like some decent films they were doing, even features like, oh, do you, have you got someone for this? And I'm like, just straight away, my mind just goes to about three. It was a, happened to be like a young girl that they were trying to cast and like at about three straight away that just came to mind that would be perfect for the role. And they're like, These, we would take any one of these and got one and she did really well, like called up on late notice, like a day before they had to shoot. No, that's great. And just, yeah, so it's great. So that's, I mean, I've got a mindset that kind of just for cast types and things like that, that works. Um, just, you know, people's energy and personality and what they can put yeah. into a role without them trying to force and play a different character. Is it even, even from your perspective? Because I know you hadn't done a huge amount of acting, but you're a performer, you know, mm. and you, you know what mm. it is. And we met on Thor Ragnarok, obviously. And so I just, I knew you could do this regardless. And I told AJ, I got the perfect guy straight away. I showed her a pitch. He's like, yep, perfect. Cast type, you know, like for the look and everything, what can he do? And yeah. straight away. And, and there was only really one other guy that sent in an audition tape and he, um, 
it was actually Gideon. You, do you remember Gideon? Yeah. Big, muscly yeah, rugby league player. Gideon. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was able to come and see one of my shows, but oh, I won't say anything shit, about there that. You go, yeah. throwing yeah. shots. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no. So he, did, like, obviously he didn't have the, he's younger, but he had a really, he has a really good inspirational sort of performance about him. And he sent in a really good tape for it, but it was just like, you had it all over, you know, like, but if it, the next best thing was, was definitely yeah. him, even though he wasn't but even old enough to play the role. He doesn't even look homeless though. He's a muscle bound, he, super, yeah, yeah, super yeah. fit guy. Oh, he dressed down for the audition tape and he did a really good job. He did. Like, oh, he, I don't he was, doubt yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, nah, he, he's he good wasn't bloke, with his shirt off. Nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, he would have probably tried to push to do that, but yeah, you, you can't overshadow the lead, mate. Like, no, that's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But and, no, yeah. And let's say, as a, as a performer, I'm the front man of a band. Um, without a band, I just stand on stage and what do I have? Hi. It's, there's so many people behind the scenes of everything yeah. to, for that one person to be. Up there the shining. Yeah. 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 Up there doing their thing, yeah. And that's, that's you notice the really cool performers and, and bands and things like that that acknowledge the people that they play with because there's, there's always been lead bands that don't really give a fuck about yeah. the people that they're playing with or whatever. You see it and you kind of get that vibe and that energy. You can see it in, in the background. I mean, a lot of people probably don't take notice. They're probably just taking notice of the main, but I like look at everything when I'm looking at a performance, you know, and just see what how it's all coming together and what's happening here and you can kind of tell the energy and the vibe of the situation. And so that must be, I think, I mean, you guys have been together for 23 years, so that's a long yeah. time and I'm sure there's been some ups and downs within all that. But what what do you think, like, helped? keep you guys together for such a long period of time. There's two of us who have the band, my musical director, Ian McRae and myself. Yeah. We have had over those 23 years a number of different musicians sit in different chairs. Okay. Um, we, we've found, you know, we, we find a team that we really like and these, these people get on really well together with each other and we all get on together and then it just extends out. I am thanking, privileged to be playing with Brisbane's best. For example, what you're saying, like Tom Burlinson puts on a great show. He comes into town. He takes my musicians. Oh, okay. So I'm left looking for a band. Not that that's a problem. I can yeah. find other musicians who yeah. will do the job. Right? Okay. First choice, there they go, you know. It's like, yeah. Um, so I am fortunate to be playing with, with the best in Brizzy. Yeah, um, those sort of performances, it's, I, I like to engage as best I can with my guys as well because they're a part of the show. Yeah. If you walk on, I was going to say my stage, if, you, if we walk on stage together, you've you got to be performing, mm. you know. That's, that's part of the battle, even it's just a, the way you hold, you, you flare through the drums or yeah. you do something crazy with the double bass. Or, it doesn't have to be over the top, you know, it's, and it's, but it's... It's not force, it's just your personality I want to see up there. Yeah, well, and, and sometimes people, like musicians, can be very introverted as well and it's a unique thing to be a performer but be <laughs> introverted and mm. your personality comes out in the instrument that you're playing and when you're playing it you're like transforming into a different person, right? You can see that about people. They're so reserved when they're on interviews and things like that, don't even want to be on camera or yeah. anything, but then they're up there and they're just like... Dis they have disappeared for that however long for that, that moment. takes to, yeah, to yeah. play that And tune, that, that's yeah. a magical thing to see, especially in guitarists. I, I, I find that you see that with guitarists. I mean, I admire musicians tenfold, you know. It's amazing, you know, male, female, whoever's doing 
doing it, whatever genre it is, it's amazing because I can't sing. So yeah, I, no, I admire yeah. them too. I'm because I'm not a musician. I can't read music. music I can't, okay. Yeah, I really. I'm a good mimic. I mm. think. Um, so and, it's and a performance it was a, it was a thing. Gift. Yeah. It was. Uh, I've always sung. From from being a kid, yeah, I just saying, yeah. Took it took a little while to build some courage to actually perform, and I had to see a few performances myself to know that that was pretty good. And whoa, that's that I've got to reach that standard before I could be happy with my of what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So as a kid growing up on the Gold Coast, Twin Town Services Club was a big uh, venue at that okay. time, where they still were showing entertainment, and I got to see Sammy Davis Jr. Wow. I was 11 and 11, he just blew my mind. Um, this guy just lifted the roof off the building when he started singing and I went, oh, well, I've got to be able to do that. Yeah. If you want to be a good performer, you've got to be able to do that. Yeah, that level of performance. Yeah, so with that, I, then it was like, yeah, so now I'm listening to Frank Sinatra and now I'm listening to these tunes which mum and dad had as records at home. So yeah, be, and play it all the time when yeah. you're a kid. Yeah, so I know these tunes in- instinctively. Um. But a few other performers, uh, Harry Seacombe, opera singer too as well, you know, he just blew the roof off the place. So I figured you've got to do that. Yeah. And then my, my goal was to hold a note longer than Frank Sinatra. Okay. That was my, that was my thing. So I, yeah. I, I practiced and practiced and practiced and tuned and, you know, I've, I'm self-taught. I don't know how good it is. But that's, I find a lot of musicians are like that though, even um, with guitar and things like that. As mm. you say, yeah, I'm like, how do you, and they're like, oh, you know, someone asked to teach you, like, I don't really know how to teach you. I taught myself through videos or, you know, mimicking yeah. things and yeah. everything. And that's how I learned how to play. And you see their hand, they're amazing, you know, and it's like, mm. how, could, how, how do you? Oh, I'm, I'm a firm believer that we're gifted with something. Yeah. Um, also, one of the biggest questions I like to ask of people is, like, when you were little, what did you really want to be mm. and what changed in that in that process? To cause I sort of always knew that I wanted to do this. Yeah. It just took me a really long while to build up the chutzpah, yeah. the courage the to courage go and, and the confidence. do it. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was only seeing other people who were out there with the courage doing it. And I know these people and I know their, you know, hardships or whatever they go through too. And I'm thinking, well, I can, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I start, I actually started performing in theatre. My first was an acting gig, but theatre, musical theatre. So it was um, Camelot and I was to dinner, dinner and everything went wrong. Not everything. But amateur theatre. Yeah. There's supposed to be a flash pot and explosion. Merlin appears. <laughs> Where's I've my got, cue? <laughs> I've got the opening line of the show and, and then it's bang and then I've got the next line, but the bang never went off. So it's like I'm there was that so moment I go where and you're do, frozen. I yeah. go and line this. And then the third third night in or something, I've just finished my list and goes, bang! The guy playing Merlin, even now I've gone, whoa! You know, it's like and you got to channel that into your performance, yeah, though, right? When, when not maybe at that point, but yeah. <clears throat> but these are all the things. Like, it's, it's just theatre. Whoa, this is exciting. Yeah, things don't happen, and things can and can't. So I actually went backstage then into the lighting department of um, the Gold Coast Arts Centre yeah. and learnt how it all worked. Yeah, backstage. Okay, not proficiently enough to know that you know goes there and this happens and in this order and these sequences and and to get an idea of theatre and then through that 
on on the um, fuller spot for shows, Australia. I wasn't really a big ballet fan. I can't remember years. At the time that I was doing it, the two principal Queensland ballet performers were the principals for the Australian ballet. Okay. And we had the Queensland ballet in, and I was on follow spot on one of the, the leads. Oh, and I'm mesmerised now. I've never seen ballet. I thought it would be boring. This is just the most amazing thing. And so it's like you, you opened up to other experiences yeah. to not be so closed off. Yeah, um, and, it, and it would have added to your performance as well, understanding all those things behind, you know, behind camera, behind yeah. performance, yeah. Because you find that even with acting and things like yeah. that as well, yeah. You, once you learn those things, you you understand it from a different point of view and then you kind of – it's not knowing your cues, but it kind of is to a certain extent. You know how things are working behind the scenes, but you forget about that when you're performing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it just seems to aid you in some way. Like, I don't know if it's is an it, understanding. Is that, is that what I'm saying about the craft? Yeah. It's like you're learning, you know, whether it be a physical craft to make something. There are certain steps you must do in order for this to, doesn't matter if you do this one before that one, it's still going to result the same. But same thing with your craft. If you're learning to act or yeah. sing, there's probably steps there. You see other performers, you go, oh, I like that. I'm going to try and work that into my performance. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. Um, there are so many, there's so many tricks uh, that are just put onto audiences that, that they don't know. It's nothing, nothing bad. It's not a bad trick. It's just, yeah. a, you know. The biggest one I like, and you can see it a lot, is you've made a huge mistake you know, well, you've, you've said something or you've spluttered over a word, something hasn't come out right for you and you laugh it off. Yeah. And with you noting your own error, the crowd is on your side. Yeah, we all yeah. make them. It alleviates it it's, for you. It's, it is, but this is, that's the act. Yeah. That's the act that gets the audience back on your side. Yeah. Oh, you know, we're all humans. So you, you extend that, you know. So they so have then, an understanding. But then you yeah. can make that a part of your show. Yeah. And it's about channeling that yeah. awkwardness so or what have you. Yeah. yeah, check your little grin to the stage. They know what happened and then you carry on. It's, you're ad-libbing the whole time. Mm. It's freelance. That, that works. Okay, that works. That works. I can, I can use those in my show now. That yeah. works. That works. Oh, that fell flat. That works. That fell flat. Oh, is in the presentation. It's, it's just constant evolving evolution of your show and how, how you want to present yourself and yeah. perform, yeah. Yeah. How are we going? I'm rabbiting on here. Oh, no, it's great. That's what a podcast's all about, mate. Mm. I mean, these are things, you know, that I don't know from that side of, but I understand it from an acting point of view as well or, you know, a set from point a of view. From a performance point yeah, of view. Yeah, performance point yeah. of view, yeah, yeah. And it's just, and it's interesting to hear it transcribed from another art form per se, you know, and how you go about it. And they do seem to be very similar, you know, in performing. There's like a lot of fundamentals that come from, from you know, yourself and what you put into performance. And it seems to be a similar way for musicians then and actors and things like that about channeling those things because it's like as a craft, you know, you have your instrument, which is yourself, you know, and your craft is the things that you learn along the way, the techniques and things that help you with everything. So, and it's one really, really big thing that I learned through over the years, you know, not at the start, like you're just saying words, you know, on screen and you're like, oh, yeah. you kind of push how the emotion should be. Yeah. And that's acting per se, but it's not being in the moment. And when you learn how to settle yourself and relaxation and then getting to a point where you can actually be there to perform, be 
um, sensitize so you understand your body and what's going on with it and, and your mindset as well and you alleviate whatever stresses are there, which there always is something, yeah. um, nerves and what have you, and you push that away, then you're ready to perform, you're ready to channel your own energy and ready to take on the character or take on the role of, of performing. So I think that, and everybody does it differently though, but that seems to be a fundamental point of actually getting to those moments. And some shows, some performances are totally different. You're required to be a little bit more, you know. Revved up. And, and concentrating a bit more on this than, yeah. <clears throat> than a show that I would do with the quartet at a bar somewhere. We'd probably be having so much fun by ourselves because we're not really thinking about the performance too much because we've done it for so many yeah. years, these different tunes that we can we can convey that fun. You hit that gear and you go through it just naturally like it. Yeah. And, and, and elevates. Yeah. There's others and there's thousands of people out there and it's a Christmas carols gig and how often do you sing Christmas carols? Like once a once year. A year yeah. uh, you've done new arrangements, you've rehearsed them twice, now you're going out in front of a huge crowd. There's a different, you know, yeah. there's a different motivation okay. to do a good job. This is what you do. This part of the job's easy. This one's a little more difficult. Um, you've got to keep applying yourself to that. To the harder stuff, yeah, which is you know, which is where the reward is. Yeah, the nervousness. I still get a little bit nervous before I go on. I think that's that's a good thing though. Then yeah. you know you're doing something meaningful when you have yeah. nerves. I mean, everybody has nerves at anything, whether it's approaching a girl to ask her out for a number yeah, or what yeah. have you, or like trying something new for the first time, or even. When you're putting yourself out there again, it's natural to have nerves and that's a part of addressing it, knowing that you have the nerves and channeling that into your performance. Like you're a little stuttery with your voice at the first and you're acknowledging it in your mind, but you kind of got to forget it, right? And you just flow into the note and then you just push. Like it's about starting slow, I guess, and then pushing through. Like, and I don't know what it's like to sing, you know, because I'm terrible, but. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole different process. Yeah. Um, singing, I don't, I don't know if I could describe it either as a. Yeah. My easiest way I describe singing for me is that I have to become the, I am obviously the instrument. And it's like the, uh, the, the frame of a wind instrument. It's pretty solid, but all the amount of pressure that you put through or the uh, how soft, how hard you blow will flow through that as you do it. Yeah. <clears throat> but you still need that solid um, structure around it. So you, it's quite demanding work. You, you're braced most of the time. You're hunkered down. Yeah, through your diaphragm. And then right. this centre part's got to relax now. Yeah. And you've got to breathe through there and, and you know. Then project. Yeah. Yeah, the noise, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. That. It's, um, they, all performers sort of go through a singing acting thing you, yeah. as a part of a course that you might do where you've actually got to Oh, I can't sing. No, no, you can't. Whatever. You've got to do this. This is a part it's of part your. Of it, yeah. yeah, it's the, the growth. Yeah. yeah, which will give you an idea of what that is about. But it's also, if you're doing theatre, we as a, as a theatre exercise that we had to do, we we had to hit the back of the room, projecting no mics, so you develop a different technique, a different style of being able to grab that diaphragm and go, boom, and hit the back of the room. Yeah. Know? So it's um, yeah. But you're saying words at the same time. Yeah, know, and keeping in tune and told, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's wicked. So you said, start off going back to when you, you always thought you'd be a performer when mm. you were younger. 
So did it take you a while to actually get on stage, obviously, and, and do what you had to do? You said you, you went to theatre and you did some of that first. So mm. what was that progression for you and and how, like, what was it that got you on there eventually to go up there and perform? I think I was over being a salesperson. Yeah. Yeah. And thinking there's got to be something that I can do that I really like. Mm. <laughs> um and I knew you know, that was always in the back of the head, you know, you want to be a performer, when are you going to do something about it? Um, and it was in Sydney. I'd moved to Sydney when I was 21 and I got myself an agent and I did myself a, a radio course. Okay. So every week we had to write an eight-minute script, deliver a news item, deliver a couple of commercials that you've, that you've written yourself. Yeah. In the old school style of yeah. radio selling. Um, so that was, that was good. Cause I sort of, uh, I sort of spoke a bit like this. That was my voice. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't really have much going on. You were projecting on. very well. Yeah, oh, I could always speak well, but yeah. I didn't have the, you know, the depth or the. So I went and did a radio course. <laughs> okay. And developed it and, you know, and you could actually push it. And, and you found your voice and from there. found the voice. Yeah. Bit, so, and then the singing practice at home, sort of just doing myself and. To, to the point where I worked out, I've made a vibrato, freaked myself out. That's going, oh, now, you know, what? It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's been a, a soul journey sort of thing. I've, obviously I've needed people around me to get to this point, but when I think about how much you've got to focus on what you do um, for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's when, but you, there's so much enjoyment in it. So much enjoyment in performing. You yeah. Know? Um, I would not have got to met you if I didn't perform, you know. It's yeah. something we we don't catch up as often as we probably should. No, that's right, yeah. But there's you can, you can make a call out of the blue and that guy's there for and you. And you start back. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm sure that that's, that's offered in other jobs as well. Yeah. But it's, it's that connection of sharing that. Like we shared Thor with another hundred and you know fifty yeah, extras. Plus. Yeah, yeah. Was only was only us hundred and fifty. Was another hundred and fifty. <laughs> you know, it's like it's, it's yeah. how you're going to view it. And it, and it was like that because you you're sort of a team, but you're a group, and there's a bond. There's like a good bonding. You find your people pretty quickly, but you tend to get along with everyone on set. Basically, there might be the odd one that might be a bit of a misfit, but like but, you know, like you tend to jive with them because you're all there and you're, you're vibing off that energy. I think it hits you when you, for me, when you go in those gates or just before you walk in that Warner Brothers gates, you're like, oh shit. I'm here and then you start seeing all the sound stages after you go through security and then, you know, it just starts to heighten from there, you know, and then you get your people, you're all on that energy and you're vibrating like here and it just slowly goes up to here through the day and like obviously it's hard sometimes because you're on set for a long period of time. People that don't go on movie sets don't know, but it's like could be anywhere from 10 to like 14 hours sometimes and it's hard to be like you got to be ready to hit that energy level in a certain scene even if your background and you're far out you never know what the camera's going to capture because it well, captures right. everything yeah. and yeah and then you're coming off and then you're back up again you're kind of jiving together you know you're working off each other's energy and you're really like it's a team thing well it is and, and you've got to be uh, if you're also following direction yes yeah. like the director comes over and says this is what's happening here we need all of you people to, to understand do, to, what's and going to do on this, and to have this reaction on your face of yeah. whatever it may be yeah so 
it's it's um, everyone's in the same boat. It's like that's you know Let's help each this. other out and do this. Yeah. And, you know, other you get little performances happening within performances. Exactly. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, but it is. I think that's what it is. It's and you do quickly find people who you know the fair energy exchange. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a good point to make yeah. because you do see some people in the industry that are very about themselves or what yeah. have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's not really a team sport for them, but um, yeah, you. Can, I, I feel like you. Well, you know, there's no blueprint to this shit. That's, no, that's the thing. No. So you do see people like that make it quite far because they have that ridiculous belief in themselves and I think you need that in this industry. But also it's a collaborative effort, like you're saying. You don't really, like, you're not going to get invited to another set again or, oh, we've got this project on or, oh, I'm doing this film. Yeah. I know someone that's right for it. Yeah. If they're a dick, you know, and they, all, yeah. they're not a team player, you know. We lost a couple of people from Thor early. Yeah. Those people who presented themselves as being or could be trouble just weren't there the yeah. next day. Yeah. And I thought, ah, oh. but that was good. That was good. It was good for the whole vibe of the it whole was, crew yeah, there was and everything. A few, yeah, because they're upsetting going, oh, the vibe, right? Yeah, like that's yeah. the thing and you're like, oh, God, what are and they going to gonna have do that next? many people, you're going to have some, yeah. you know, some sort of people you probably haven't taken the time to get to know and you probably, you know, will never, you're never moving in those same circles so you'd never really got to speak to them. But, yeah. Uh, but you made a whole hell of a lot of people. Oh yeah, that's that's that was honestly one of the best times of my life. Like performing wise, like that. Well, it was it was awesome. Like it, you meet so many good people on that set, and you make so many good friends that you still have bonds with. And like you say, you can pick back up again just down the track if you haven't even seen them for years, and you just kind of start back again. Like it's it's weird tapping yeah. into that energy yeah. like again. Um, but yeah, it's, there's something about being on those sets though in those big films that really get you going. Like I mean, it's wicked. Like a big Marvel film. I mean, there's not like there's a small one, but Mm. Yeah, that that was huge, and it, it was funny because it's a, it was a franchise that at that point not a franchise, but the Thor franchise had already done I think three standalone, well, you know, three movies with Thor and Taika Waititi came on to kind of revive the yeah. film to see what, and yeah. it was a lot different to the other films, but that really came out on set. You know, you could see everyone so easygoing and having so much fun with Taika because he's like that, he's chilled, but you know, oh. down to work when it's work time and create, but he was always laughing and joking around. Really, there wasn't too many times where he was like full cut serious director yeah, mode. I think uh, um, I often thought how patient those guys must have been oh, with yeah. us too. Yeah. You know, 150 people can get to a roar, even just everyone having a little chat I, in and there. And did a like, lot, yeah. There's the cut and, whoa, you can see the vibe and you, all the ADs coming over going, just quiet place, Calm just down, quiet yeah, place, like, just Everyone quiet starts place, laughing yeah. or something happens, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy to try and direct a set. And that's why they have a lot of assistance on those and big megaphones going on. Yeah. And, oh, man, there's so much chaos, though. But that takes but a I lot. But I think if you were going to get yourself frustrated at, at that, you'd probably be in a lot of trouble. You'd probably have to go, okay, we've got, you know, got 200 people. We've got to, we've got to move them around in an order that we'd like. We've got to set the cameras this end. Then we're going to do that exact same motion and we're going to set it up that end. Um, they're going to be standing on there for about half an hour with nothing to do, but we don't want them to move because yeah. that's a position we really want them to stand in. Um, let's get water to them. Let's do, you know, it's like it's, it's a, there was some, there was some quite some hot moments in there. There were some together, tough days. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember when we were doing that scene, um, like right at the end of the movie when 
and as you say, like it's like a green cross or whatever it was with that big wolf that comes on, but it's all That's CGI, right. you know, yeah. and you don't know that. And we have to react like we're running looking scared up from this thing. thing. And there's this Look huge this fight thing. battle going yeah. on like around us. And you got the stunties as well going everywhere with the swords That's and right. fighting people. And there goes the spaceship. Everyone look at that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah like, there's just a, yeah. nothing there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. But yeah, you got to be at that energy. That's about performing though, right? You got to be at that energy when, when it's time to go. And, um, but yeah, it, it's just, it, it was funny. It was so hot because it was summer some of those times, right? And there was a big shade. Oh, no, man, was, it was winter. It was freezing was it? in the morning. We were all standing around those fires. But what, didn't the, we shoot at some point? Because it was so it hot. Toward, towards, no, it's yeah. just a typical Queensland. Coast yeah, yeah. Winter. Because well, we had layers. We had dresses. so many layers. Yeah. Like the, We were like something like out of Star Wars or whatever, it right? It was quite it thick was, and heavy. There was about three or four different layers under that that had to be like look the accents of it all like to get the look and the puffiness and then the big overcoat thing that was so thick mm. that was crazy and having to carry an item with oh, you like a big bag yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it was hot it was, it was good. It was good fun, it was fun. though. It would change. Oh it. man, it was awesome. Yeah. But that's that's what I was saying. That vibe that um, like you saw with Tyker and Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson and all those guys. Like everyone that went on there, they were always having a good laugh and joke around, you know. And then when it was time to go, it was time to go. But that really played off in the scene. Like it's quite a funny it movie is, yeah. for a superhero movie, you know. Um, and it just yeah, you can tell that went into it. Like it that all that love and that organic. Yeah, I think there was a good connection yeah. uh, with Taika and the entire cast. Yeah. Yeah, I think <clears throat> just a great, you know. I don't know, I was watching him more probably than I was watching other people. Yeah, he's very interesting to watch the, how he's the running, running the show. Around it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and every, but everyone was on the same page. He wasn't wasn't actually having to do too much. No. He would come out and go bang, 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 people would do this stuff and he'd go off and giving little adjustments here yeah. and there to the right yeah. people, yeah, yeah, and it just seemed to work, yeah. Yeah, and it's really smooth. It was pretty easy. Those days yeah. that we sat and did nothing there was, for 12 yeah. hours. Yeah, when they got We're going on yet. We could be on in an hour or something. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, yeah there was a few where we didn't even go on at all. Yeah. It was crazy, eh, like yeah. having like 150 extras just sitting there on hold for the day just in case we need them. Like, That's right. And, you know, as you were saying, we had the hot space we were sitting in. and you know, Yeah. And then, yeah, like anyway. you said, the murmur gets to a big yeah. <laughs> yell once you're all getting uh, vibed up and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. all right, quiet, everybody. Mm. Well, so what what is it for you that – um performing is still going you've been doing it a long time now mm. so what what is it for you that keeps you going like you, you feel like that's another extension of yourself that you're leaving up there on the stage or what, what is it that keeps you going with all this now I don't know that I could do anything else I could but that would give me the same satisfaction same job satisfaction yeah it's not uh, always the most lucrative mm. um and that's um, that's sort of a, a, a second thought, that side of it. I'm fortunate that I can be in a position to be looked after well so I have the freedom to explore and have done yeah. um, what I would like to do, basically. 
But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Why? Why do we do it? What a stupid thing we do. We, go, we put ourselves under so much stress, you know, yep. just before a time we go out there and we want to show people that we're going to do. I, I'm really trying up here to entertain you and I hope you're really enjoying it and so I can get some extra job satisfaction because I'm so needy and greedy and <laughs> in need of that attention. So many, th- yeah. Yeah. But then when that's all over, I don't want that attention. I even sometimes the meet and greet afterwards is it's full of compliments and it's too much. No, no, thanks, thank you, no, thank you. And you know, it's like thank you. I, yeah, I need to go back. I need to go uh, yeah, back yeah, into yeah. myself. Keep now. me real. Yeah. Keep me real. Don't let my head get too big here. There was you know I'll never get out the door. <laughs> um, I I just I've never I've worked a few different jobs. I think I left maybe only one of them. The others I was just dismissed from, with the boss saying. This is a really sad thing that I have to do, but I've got to fire you. Oh, you're a great person to have in the office and, you know, it's like the office clown, class clown. Yeah. Always that sort of thing. And I I started at Movie Worlds performing there as a presenter and uh, one of my old bosses from Sydney came through the park and he went, ah, see, this is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it had come full circle. I was dismissed because... I was dancing on the the table <laughs> on the a Friday night. And, yeah. <laughs> Did you have a Sheila up on the table? No, just no, no. Come on. Close Why on. is everybody so here's some George Thorogood? <laughs> you know, just into it. Bad to the bone. Yeah. Yeah. Just I don't know. Is that the show off part of show business? I don't know either. It's yeah. Mm. It's I think it's it's like you said before, you knew there was something inside you that wanted to be doing this, but you didn't have the confidence at the start to do it. So you needed to build that or find that somewhere and that came from yeah. mimicking at the start and then you kind of found your own voice within it, doing the radio thing and then you got, because it would seem that you were drawn back and then you found your radio voice and then that kind of like you got confidence in your voice yeah. and then that yeah. helped you bring that out in, in yourself and you've been going hard at it ever since by the sounds of it. But also part of the process, you know, as yeah. you say. That's, that was there so long ago, it seems. Yeah. Um, and there were stepping stones to... To that, to, yeah, what, that's, to get there. the start to yeah. get me to on this thing that I that I really want to do but I don't know what it is mm-hmm. in the industry that I want to do. I really like music. I don't mind singing. Am I good enough to sing? Am I, it's, the draw was to the industry, not to a particular thing. Singing was the, the thing that I went, oh, sorry, I went to the most because yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, it is a performance. There is acting involved in singing. Mm. Um, stage presence. Stage yeah. presence, yeah. yeah. And the most rewarding, I think, is the is theatre because it's there, it's right there, it's live. Yeah. It's, um, you've either done a good job or you haven't. They've liked you or they haven't. You yeah. Know, it's like no movie that someone's sitting back and critiquing later on. Oh, I didn't like his performance in that one. You can tell me to my face. Yeah, you have to okay. Write it down yeah, yeah. No, that is interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, you found your voice and you keep going with it. Um so and you started out. You did theatre. That's and that, that sort of was the natural progression, mm-hmm. and then to singing. So have you done much other than the theatre stuff with the acting? I know obviously you had the. <coughs> I worked at Movie World mm. for nine years. Yeah. Um, so is that part of being the superheroes or anything along yeah, those lines? Well, yeah, back then? I've, yeah. I've, I've dressed up as. Character. I've dressed up as Batman. I've, I'm yeah. Batman. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, you could play a good Alfred right now. Pro- I feel. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> Once Batman, though. That's old, old, yeah, I was young. Michael Keating, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, yes, that was the the first part of that. I was uh, tech involved, yep. so I was. Um, my title was Atmosphere Supervisor. In charge of the atmosphere, yeah, yeah, making sure the weather was good. No, I had uh, I had a whole bunch of dancers and a whole bunch of actors, uh, as well as your superheroes that I, you know, structured to be in the park in different areas at different times, different shows. I was also the tech, so I would run uh, all the sound equipment to each show that we did on the street. So at that time, there was a Bonnie and Clyde show that was mic'd. We had yeah. a Batman show that was mic'd. Um, so you're just spending the whole day making sure you've got your cast in position okay. and you, yeah. So it's a, and rostering and all those sort of yeah. things. That's a lot of work. It sounds like producing but at the same awesome time. Yeah. to have an understanding of, of how a system can yeah. work. Yeah, okay. And you can just tune that back into your own little band and it makes it easy, whatever. Yeah. Um, but for the, last, for the last five years of it, I was performer. Um, in the Maverick Grand Illusion show that they did there at the time. Um, also as a Harry Connick Jr. and other street performers as well. So Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I honed my craft in that sense daily. Yeah. I got to go and perform daily. And that's live performances that's once live again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, with you've an audience. Script, you've got to, you know, you've got to learn, you've got to go through the processes of auditioning yeah. to win that role. You've got in a in a in a nest of a nest, in a pool yeah. of um of great performers. Yeah. You know? So it's yeah. it's nice to be, you know, acknowledged yeah, yeah, by yeah. your peers as well. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I yeah. And that's I think and that's where you also develop a, a love for the for the performing as well. You don't have a problem going to work every day yeah. to dress up as a, as a I six shooters on my on my hip, um, walking around in vests and cowboy boots and hats yeah. and how to ma'am and and you know what are other people doing for a living? Yeah. I have no idea. Yep, yep. You know? No, I, I understand that yeah. all too well. <laughs> now I'm dressing as a Native American and I'm dancing around with a with a plastic tomahawk. You know, it's like, what am I doing? What am I doing? See, that could be risky business these days. Yeah. It's changed, oh, hasn't it? How much yeah. is the industry changing and things like that? I mean, it, it's, a, it's a touchy subject, isn't it? But, I mean, like, you're acting. Surely the best person for the role can get it. I mean, there was... Bad thing. I watched the Bruce Lee documentary recently. Okay. Very good. Be like water. Highly recommend it. Okay. I'll Fucking amazing. It it, it's really good. But to see what he was dealing with um, in Hollywood from an early point of view, like when everybody wanted to see him on screen and more of him and he wanted to inspire people, you know, and play these roles and be like an action star and things, but he was put to the sideline and just kind of like that guy that knows a bit of kung fu you know or what have yeah, you right. martial artist on, on set he was kick. always the sidekick yeah. yeah like the green lantern um or is that a like sidekick not the green lantern sorry was the green lantern no um no it's not the green lantern yeah, it was. god was it yeah yeah but the, car, the original yeah, uh, yeah 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 tv american tv show um, yeah and so and to see what he was dealing with and then he just 
he was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. You know, you're not letting me be who I want to be and what I want to portray, which unfortunately Hollywood has a stigma for. Mm. And so he went back to China, you know, and then they had to go over there to get him. And he played, like, did that into the dra- into the dragon or something. Or yeah. Into the, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Like I'm not, I'm a huge, I'm a fan, but I'm more of a fan past tense, you know, now from, you know, after he passed away and things like I didn't, obviously it was a bit, but um, but before my before time, time yeah. um, but yeah, it was something that like when Tristan and I we went to San Francisco. So when we were there, we did a t- t- like this free tour, which was probably the best part of San Francisco that we went to. But he took us around like all these places, and he showed us where Bruce Lee grew up. And it was so cool watching the documentary game when they showed that, and like he grew up in America, just idolizing the American way, you know, and things. Mm. And then he went back. And he was kind of a, seemed like an outcast a little bit and where he was from because they're like, it wasn't cool to be a performer, but he was a child performer for a while. Eventually, um, like convinced his old man to let him have a go and all this. And then he just kept going. And then G just sent him off to America to be, cause I think he was going to get in trouble where he was in China. Cause he was learning all these martial yeah, arts and started yeah. getting fights and things and yeah, sent him off to do his thing. But it's just, um, yeah, playing those roles, it would seem that, you know, the best person for the job is should get the job you know not based on it's a touchy subject and it's, i don't know how deep to go one. into uh, it yeah but. i um i for that particular role i don't know how we would go in australia finding a native american exactly yeah that's that true they don't yeah. exist here yeah it's also doubling up on roles um that's just one just one, one aspect of the aspect of yeah, it. yeah 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 <laughs> uh yeah it is it is a bit touchy and um and i remember thinking when the when the Me Too thing started, I was hanging with a whole bunch of girlfriends from Movie World. We were yeah. out at a social thing one night and I went, I don't know if I've said anything that's been untoward, nothing that I would have intended ever to mm. be anything, but maybe I've thrown away a rude comment or a lewd comment or, you know, it could have been suggestive or those mm. sort of things. So I sort of went into this group of girls and went, look, I, I just want to apologise for anything that I said that this Me Too movie going on. They went, oh, man, of all the people, you don't have to worry about yeah, a thing. You know, yeah. it's like you don't know who anybody is in this industry. You don't know what what their, anyone's background is, but, you know, particularly in this industry. Um, you, you've got to be nice to everybody anyway. Yeah. Particularly in this business, just, you know, you don't, don't, you don't have to have an opinion on everything. No, just respect other people respect, in the way, yeah. yeah, you want to be, you know, the way you want to be viewed as well. But I think that that speaks tenfold though in this industry and that's where you'll get other roles and you'll be asked to come back on set or do this gig is because you're a good person and you help out when it's, I don't know how many times I've been on set and like helping the lighting guys move everything around, even though I'm waiting, like just yeah. sit down, chill, relax. Nah, I've got to do something, you know, yeah. like I need to keep busy though. So I'm like, want to help out all the time. But I think it helps when you can do that, when you can lend a hand every now and then to lift something or what yeah. have you. Yeah. I go from wearing a tuxedo and all my jewels and everything on stage doing my show. I go backstage, I take all that off and I come out the front and I load up the keyboard with my piano player and I load up the speakers and I lug those down to the car and I it's 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 part of it there's no glamour yeah yeah at the end of a gig you know it's it's not well not at a working band you know I don't I can't afford roadies yeah yeah. I've (laughs) got to be the roadie but it's so in some instances it's really got to be you've really got to love the job yeah so you want to put on a podcast you've set all this stuff up for yourself to 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 do this you know 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just because I like connecting with people, you know, yeah. and, and, and I'm curious naturally. So I want to understand how you go about what you do, you know, yeah. and it just naturally, I started listening to podcasts. This guy got me onto them eventually. It took a while. Yeah. And then once I did, I was like, yeah, I can do my own one. Um, and then, yeah, just start doing it. But um, so for you then as an evolution for a performer now, you, you've obviously been in it a number of years. And so, I mean, you love it. That's what gets you to keep going with it. Right. Mm. But where do you see your evolution going now? Like, is there something that challenges you that you want to try on? Hypothetically speaking, that writing a song yourself, you know, or yeah. where, where do you see it going for you next? I think, I I don't know, particularly, I think particularly about the songwriting. So many people have said that to me. I think if I was that way inclined, I would have. Done it already? Yeah. Had yeah. To go at it. I don't think that's in me. But, but the desire to sit down and try and write a song isn't there. Yeah. that It is a hard thing to get yeah. writing on paper, but once you force yourself to start something like that and you just start scribbling, that's when you actually find momentum in it and all of a sudden like an hour or two passes and you, you've mm. got bones of something there to go on because it is hard to force yourself to do it unless you're naturally inclined to want to put that down on paper. Yeah. Because yeah. it was the same. But once AJ and I started, we're like, we talked about it for so long and then we're like, look, let's just do it. Like, because we both want to do it. Let's get together. Let's brainstorm something. And then it just starts to organically grow into this. And you're mm. like, then you get the momentum that you want that you need to keep going with it. And all of a sudden you're, you're doing the film, you're acting the scenes out that you did a few months before that you wrote on paper. You know what I mean? It's a very mm. satisfying thing to go through I that process. I could probably see myself writing a script yeah. before a song. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, a, a script would be interactive with, you know, a couple of performances, unless it's a one-man show, of course. Um where the song f has to have it's like will have a theme and and you've got x amount of time to for this song to fit into it. I, I, it's, yeah. And and where I'm concerned, they've been written already. Yeah. Okay. If I, you talk me talk to me about an emotion or something, and I'll yeah, I can I'll pull that one out of the file. That one's yeah. covers that. Yeah. You know. But it's about tapping into your own raw emotion of it, right, and channeling that into something like a piece like that. Because I don't know, from from me just talking to you now about like how you've gone through the process of performing and that you weren't, you know, like you wanted to do it, but you didn't have the confidence in yourself for a while. You built up to that point. Is there something that you like? You just started performing. You started singing. You're like, I'm, I can mimic these songs. Good. I'm happy to do this. I'm happy to do this. But is there something that you put a barrier up for yourself to not tap into that? Like, do you feel that there could be something if you actually sat down to do it? You know, after a couple of whiskeys one night. No, I, no. I think paper? I think um, my I'm I'm comfortable with myself as a singer. Yeah, as an actor. Not particularly. Yeah. I would really like to, and that's I mean, it's why I've been keep doing it for this entire time, to, to become better at that, to have that feeling of relaxed confidence that you spoke about earlier that, yeah. that I have when I'm singing. It's still nervous to get up there, okay, we've started, okay, we're into this, it's okay, I can relax yeah. a bit. I never, I never really get to that comfortable when I'm acting. Yeah to, you know, that's a wrap, that's that's great, that's fantastic, got everything you want. And I go, is it? Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling now because I don't know that from the communication we've had, I've done exactly what you've asked me to, but you know, does it look all right? You know, it's yeah, like a, yeah. I'll come off a st I can come up the stage and go, that was a great tune, that sounded fantastic. I can't come off. Because you've got the audience there, though, to give you that justification. 
Yeah. You can, cause you can understand that yeah. they've, they've enjoyed what they've done. So you feel a bit better about yourself. But, but I, I tell you when you act, I understand what you're saying and you're not sure. And then you watch it again or they show you eventually like six months down the track when the film's been in post, you're like, okay, maybe that was all right. It you know, like bad, what I did, yeah. I pieced together all right. But I think that's a common, that's a common feeling, man. When you come off on camera, like I spoke about it a couple of podcasts ago, but, um, and, and, and it's very few times once, you, you know, like you go through the process and obviously the confidence in yourself and all that, but there's these moments when you're performing and you just, you spoke about it before in relation to singing and performing. And when you're locked in, in the moment, you don't even understand what's going on, but you're just being, and it just comes out. And then three minutes are gone. You're like, I just did that, mm. you know, like that's mm. the moment to tap into. That's like the real performance mm. and and it doesn't happen all the, you know, like I, I could count probably on a couple of hands of when that's happened, you know, like for me in the years I've been doing acting yeah. and maybe because I'm just getting better, you know, but I'm not where I want to be, you know, you're always constantly in that pursuit of it. Um, but that's the parts where you're like, fuck, something happened there because you feel it and you're locked in with the same person yet mm. and you give that little nod of acknowledgement between the eights after you're like, yeah, I felt that, you know, that was yeah. right in there. Like it, it that. Well, that's what it, it was. Just first performance for me. Yeah. So I've hit the stage. Um, um, you got the opening line of this play. What? I've never delivered lines before. I don't know how to stand. I can talk. I've done a radio course. I've, all right, here we go. Um, we need an English accent. Okay. We'll do that. Pip, pip, tell her no water. Um, to have, you know, as I said, to have nothing for that. But at the end of those the three nights, I was playing one of three nights, when we came out on stage, the crowd really, really liked us. So um, that at the end of the curtain call, they, they run through the cast and stuff first and they, everyone, we came out, the three nights came out, and yeah, like clapping going yeah. on and then the leads came out and they got the big ha-ha and I thought, well, there's something. Why are they doing that? Why are they adjusting their applause when we come out? Okay, they're obviously digging that. Yeah. So then after after a few performances now I'm, I'm hamming it up and it's um, I'm really enjoying it and like, yeah. this is a great feeling and the director's going, that's okay. It's, it's okay. You're not taking it too far. It's good. Right, okay. Um, <clears throat> but then... The other side of that was, uh, as you know, waiting to audition for an acting role and, and getting the actual role, even if you, you know, it doesn't pay. Yeah. You know, it doesn't bring money in that you can, so you can survive. Yeah. So I suppose the delay in that was, yeah, there's no money in it. I'm not going to make any money. I still need to eat and work and, yeah. you know, make some money. Uh, instead of being able just to, you know, that's at when I took when I bit the bullet too. I wasn't, it wasn't, um, wasn't pretty for me financially, but you know, the rewards come mm. because it's something that you really want to do. There's exactly. you're going to be rewarded in some sort of way, yeah, yeah, I think. Self -reward. I, think, I think it's self reward, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you say, like internally, you feel good about what you're doing. You're waking up every day to perform, well, you know, most days to perform, or, or you have the luxury of not having to go and do work for mm. those few days because you've got to a certain point in your career where you can get paid on the weekends to perform. And then you have the luxury of having some spare time to yourself, you know, yeah. but that's all part of it getting yourself ready to then bring it on when, you, when you've got to go do it, right? And that's. I'd seen people that I'd worked with, salespeople that had this energy and desire for what they were doing for, for selling people things. And yeah. 
And I wasn't getting that as a, as a job satisfaction at all. I thought, oh, really? Should I be getting this experience for this? But it's finding out what you want to do and you will actually get that job satisfaction. You will get that feeling. It's, it's you know, some people are really, really happy to be salespeople and go to work and they love the challenge. The money isn't the problem. It's the... It's that we've got this new product that we've got to, you know, get to people. Push and this, once yeah. you love it, once you get it, it's great. You know, it's, mm. that's their desire. Some people just can, you know, love banking or they're just happy to get up every morning and go and be an accountant. Not me. Mm. Not me. I couldn't, uh, couldn't do the office thing. I tried. 20 years. Yeah. I can't do this. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Still doing the full-time job, but, yeah, it's just uh, you get to those certain points where you just got to, you know, throw caution to the wind and just mm. take a chance on yourself, I guess. Um, that That's really the the point where you get at because, yeah, you don't want to sit back and realise and live life and regret that you didn't take a chance on yourself to really pursue these things in life um, because it's a hollow life if you don't feel like you're... Well, that's right, yeah, and... I, I, I don't want to look back and say I didn't I didn't give that a go. Yeah. I have that already. There's a few things I probably should have gone for and didn't, maybe missed out, but I don't know. I didn't do it. I'm not going to look back. No. I'm going to get a sore neck if I keep looking back. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You, you're not going to move forward if you keep looking back. Like you can acknowledge that you've gone from this point to that mm. point and you're like, wow, I've actually – because you can get caught up in it when you're a performer. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm not where I need to be. I need to do but this But you can also that. get caught up in the fact that Hey, I'm doing really well at the moment. Things are going you really can. great yeah, for me. Yeah. And then, you know, the bum falls out of it and you go, oh, hey, yeah. I didn't really prepare for, for this my future. Happen. I just yeah. assumed that this was going to be how it's going. It's all going so well. Yep. And, um, yeah. It's a, it's a crazy beast. It's a Why crazy do we do beast. It? You said it before. Oh, it's crazy. Why yeah. would anyone want to do it? It's for those highs, right? It's, it's, bigger, than, it's bigger than we are, I think. It's bigger yeah. than I am. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 an entertainment point for people. Like, I, I find like as a like I can sit back and consume, you know, like and, and consume movies and music and things like that. And it's uh, it heightens emotion within yourself. Um, sometimes you're living through certain roles or things that you haven't experienced in life or you haven't taken on yet. But it, but that, I mean, that's such a powerful thing when you can go and do that for a job and get paid for it or not get paid for it. Mm. But it's just such a you feel like you're giving back to the world in some way, like whether you're not, you're not, you might not be changing huge amounts yeah, of things, but or, right. or lives. But I, I can honestly say that I've watched movies before and I've lived through certain moments and go wow, and then gone back and sort of looked at it in my life and just gone, I can kind of, I kind of want to do that. Like I want to, I don't know. Like it's it's given a film and and movies and things like that have given me so much for aspects that I couldn't live out in my life that I feel like. I think it in turn inspired me to want to do it, you know, and give it a crack, like through obviously things that happened in life and on the path and the journey that you take on mm. and you grow and you get confidence in yourself. But I think I think it's just like that natural curiosity in someone to want to go do something, whatever, whatever it is, if it's not performing or anything, it's like, do that. Like mm. just, just address that for a moment and just go on. If that makes you feel like that in a certain way, then go and try it. Yeah. And it's live performance that you might be making a difference yeah. to someone's day. That one person who was having a bummer saw you play and went, oh, that song reminds me of, the, you know, these are stories that you hear. The, Nostalgic that song re- Yeah, it reminded me of yeah. when I was there. Uh, so many people come back and tell me that they, 
I was here when I saw Frank Sinatra. Oh, good for you, you know. Yeah. So, and and compliment me again. That's a compliment yeah. to reviving that memory, revive, you know. Yeah, you yeah. deep down. That was fantastic. Thanks. I, I thought someone was playing a record and I walked around the corner and there you were. Oh, wow. That's, that's got to yeah. be a good compliment, right? That's, that's, a, that's a good mimic, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> so when you when you say, like, you like mimicking things and everything, do you feel like you're embodying Sinatra or embodying a... Uh, something that you said you heard those records when your parents played it. So to, you're, you're yeah, bringing that you're in saying. at some yeah. point, you know, like that's coming in. So do you feel like you're embodying a Sinatra-esque part of you or him or? Um, I probably, I probably, I, I'd said for a long time that I was born in the wrong era. I should have been born back in yeah. that time. Yeah. Which is a stupid thing to say because you were born when you were born. Yeah. Uh, I really like that era though. I would... Um, it's not really our climate, but you know, I could, I could, I'd be happy in a suit and tie through the day. Yeah. Maybe a hat, you know, that sort of gear. Um, it is probably that era. It is the music itself, for you know, from that era. I don't know why. Mm. What was the topic of the question again? It's so sidetracked. Where the point of that was you had you had Sinatra. I mean, you chose to like you're doing Sinatra songs, and do you do you think like what what part of that when you're performing? Do you think uh, you're tapping into a, well, a mimic version of Sinatra, or do you think you're tapping into something within yourself that those songs brought out in you when you were younger and you're, so. you're performing I now? I think so. That yeah. latter one. Yeah. I'm not trying to be Frank Sinatra. I'm not trying to do a Frank Sinatra show. I do a Brad Lever show. Do nothing of Rat Pack stuff. I do none of that gear. The tunes are the ones that I do, but they weren't just done by Frank Sinatra. These are these are standards. Like everyone did them, they do them their own way. So that's just the sell because he's so everyone knows Frank Sinatra Iconic, and knows yeah. those tunes. Yeah, yeah. I suppose lazy because <laughs> I sound a bit like him, and that's you know. Yeah. And these are the tunes that I can do, and um. I don't know. What, what is the I'm – miss, I'm missing the meat of what you're trying to tell me here. I had something for you. Is it just – is it – what were we talking about? Just changing someone's day? We did do that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's more um, – yeah, when, when you go up to perform, do you feel like you're embodying something within yourself or like a, a feeling that you got from listening to it in a Sinatra song or you feel like you're just embodying what you think that song means to you? Through what Sinatra yeah. was playing, you know. Uh, no, I think the choice of the choice of tunes out of the catalogue is important to me. Yeah, yeah. There's some you've got to do you can't get away with. You've always got to do New York, New York. Yeah. You've got to do my way. You've got to do the ladies a trap, except if it's a wedding. You've got to do you know other standards, <clears throat> but within that range, he's got such a huge. Yeah, you can choose those. They either meant something to me at the time that I first heard them, you're right, or it's something that a, a new tune to me, but it's relative to what I'm going through. Yeah. The other weird thing I find myself doing is just I will start singing a tune through the day, well, not, not in its entirety, a small p- piece of a tune. It could be anything. It's not necessarily jazz, some old rock and roll tune or some single mm. of it. And I often wonder why 
that's the tune that's been chosen to sing when I haven't thought about anything. This tune, just I start singing this tune, yeah. is it relative to something that I've just done? Is it relative to something that I'm thinking that's going to happen? I don't know. All of the above, about. right? Yeah. It's just organically yeah. come out and you've, just, you've let it go. You're yeah. letting it out there. So I'm letting you know, it out there. Putting it out there. Why am I seeing yeah. that song? Yeah. So is, is something going on? So I don't know what that. Well, that reason is. Music is a beautiful thing. And I that's come what it back does to you. the feeling that I get at the end of it, which yeah. is really nice. Yeah. yeah. And and channeling those feelings. Yeah. yeah. That's all about me and at it. the end of it, isn't it? <laughs> we're, we're unique like everybody else. That's right. Yeah. Would, would, it, would it be too much to ask of you to just yes. sing us a little Way bit on the much. intro? Just, just the outro, I should what, say. What sort of tune? I don't know. Right. I'm just, I'm just thinking. That. It's like, what are you, pl- I think, are you a plumber? I think go a, a, plumb, a, a, go plumb something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a fitting thing would be uh, the Sinatra My Way. Just just oh. a little, oh, what can you, just a little outro. Pressure. Of this. I know. Wow. And now the end is near. And so I face the final curtain. My friends, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. There you go. Love it. It's a great way to outro it. <laughs> Brad Lever, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel, good to see you again, mate. You too, brother. Thanks, It's bro. been awesome, mate. Cheers. That's us. We're out. Woo, we did it. God damn, that was an outro. And I don't think I can beat it with this outro. That man is talented. Absolutely love it. Thanks a lot, everyone, for listening to the podcast and your ongoing support. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, going deep with Dan Good or my own personal account, Dan Triple underscore Good. Appreciate all the follows, you know, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of it. Listening to the podcast is number one. But on all the platforms, I really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, if you'd like to keep following, there's some good things going on at the moment. We've got some great guests coming up and I've even got some stuff popping off in my own personal life with, uh, my acting career and filmmaking. So watch the space. Appreciate it. People keep grinding, keep loving life. Peace.